Hello. Uh, my name is Cody Wise. My company is Sharp Tack Media, and this is the Small Business Digital Marketing and Branding Trends podcast. And uh, for today's episode, uh, I wanted to talk about something uh, that we refer to internally uh, at my agency as the keeping up with the Joneses syndrome um, as it relates to um, redesigns and, and branding redesigns. And um, to kind of explain what it is, um, we, we regularly get clients uh, that come to us that either want uh, their websites redesigned or sometimes they want their branding redesigned. And uh, when they come to us, we have a kind of a whole series of questions that we uh, that we ask them because we really kind of want to get to the root of why it is they want a, a website redesign or want their, their branding adjusted. And... Um, you know, sometimes sometimes clients have really good reasons to to want a website redesign. Uh, their website is lacking in a key area, or they're getting uh, customer feedback that the website is is not very user friendly, or is is kind of hard to uh, to find things on. Or sometimes they get feedback that it's it's not real prominent um, how to contact them or or how to process an order for e-commerce sites. Um, so sometimes there's there's really good reasons, but about 50% of the time, we get clients that want a website redesign for what we call the keeping up with the Joneses syndrome. And basically, uh, what that is, is usually usually it's a new competitor um, in either their industry or their local area that comes in with a, with a new flashy website full of uh, really over-the-top design, over-the-top effects, uh, might might have you know uh, a bunch of a bunch of pop-ups on the site. Uh, might have a, a bunch of like really flashy scrollers or sliders or um, just all, all kinds of like animated effects. And basically, uh, for whatever reason, our, our clients start to feel um, that their website is inferior or boring in comparison to this new competitor. And so they kind of they kind of become envious and and want their website redesigned and they they want to. Um, you know, they, they want to be the, the flashiest, most, um, modern looking website on the block, so to speak. And uh, when that happens, we, we oftentimes, you know, kind of take our clients through, uh, an education process. And, and a lot of times, you know, these new, um, competitors that, that come into a space, um, a lot of times their, their web, their initial branding and, and websites is really their starting point. Like they don't have any data. They, they don't really, they may know their target audience, but they haven't had enough experience to really know that these designs and this, this style is really gonna work for them. And uh, the simple fact is that it may or may not convert. Oftentimes these super over the top flashy, um, amazing looking modern styles just don't convert. Uh, it really depends on the industry. It depends on really nailing down your demographics and um, understanding who your end user really is. And, and that's kind of one of the things that we try to take our, our clients through is just, just because you have a new competitor that may look flashier than you doesn't necessarily mean that you should try to emulate them. I mean, if your website is working well, um, you know, it, it's a lot of the times it's about knowing your audience. I mean, you could be well ahead of this this new competitor just simply because you have your website dialed down from years of experience. I mean, experience, uh, especially in an industry, oftentimes trumps, um, you know, style and 
and, and flashiness. It just we we really try to caution our clients toward just kind of jump going off the deep end and and redesigning their their website just to keep up with looks. And you know to to kind of illustrate this point, we had a we had a client must have been about three maybe four years ago. She was a fitness studio owner in a um, fairly affluent part of town and she had a really successful fitness studio but she started there was this new um, almost crossfit style uh, new gym that that came into town and they they had a really they had a really modern really flashy looking website Um, they were very aggressive with facebook ads um, as well as television ads and all of their stuff was um, just, just chock full of, you know, what you would expect on kind of a high-end technology website, like al- almost video game-esque in, in how their website looked. And she really kind of fell into this keeping up with the Joneses syndrome and really wanted her website redone because she said that, you know, she, how was she supposed to compete with that? And so we kind of took her through, we, we kind of took her through how her website was working, what her conversion rate was. And, and the, the truth is, is that she was growing, you know, 10 to 15 memberships a month, which she, she didn't have a huge capacity. So that was more than what she could handle. Um, she'd been working with us for, for quite a while. So I, I knew her website pretty well and, and I knew her, her client base pretty well. And, you know, one of the things that, that I really cautioned her on is... She, she was in an affluent part of town. Her particular clientele tended to be a little bit older. And, and you know, I kind of told her that it may not be the smartest option to completely revamp your website and, and to really work on making it stylistically on point with this other company because, you know, what you have is working. Let's, let's not really reinvent the wheel. Um, we, you know, I consulted with her for a couple of weeks uh, until she became uh, very clear that, you know, if if I wasn't going to um, help her uh, make this, you know, her new vision a reality, that she would go with someone else. And obviously, we didn't want to lose a, a longtime client, so we we agreed and we put our our graphic designers to work and we created exactly what she wanted. It was it was very modern. Um, it, it had it had some cool effects. It it had a it had a really nice scroll effect on the homepage where um, it kind of guided the user journey and um, things had uh, if you clicked if you clicked on the different parts of the homepage um, it had kind of some jump out effects. So it, it was exactly what she wanted. It was it was very modern. It was something that you would you would think of if if looking at like Tesla's website. I mean that was actually you know, where she got some of her, um, some of her inspiration. And, uh, you know, we went through all of the, the testing and, and we, we launched the website and, you know, I, I didn't feel super good about it, but it was, it was, you know, I, I did my best to educate the client. And at the end of the day, it was what they wanted to do. Um, but about a month and a half later, um, she, she calls me up. And, you know, one of the things she says is, you know, I, I think you're right. I think we made a mistake. And it, it turns out that within that month, um, she 
she normally had a very kind of hands-off uh, customer service um she, she wasn't hands-off, but it didn't require a lot of customer service intervention on her part for the website. You know, people basically went on the website to check the the class schedule to, you know, maybe get to know the trainers a little bit better to um, look at, you know, if there's any new, new events they were running, things like that. It was more informational. Um, but after we did the, the change to this new flashy kind of in your face over the top style, uh, she said that within that month, month and a half, she'd fielded 30 to 40 emails from her clients, most of which were older, just saying they hated the new website. They couldn't find anything on it. Um, you know, the, the, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't look good on their phones and this, this didn't have anything to do with it being responsive. I mean, the site was perfectly responsive and, and looked well on a phone. It just, it wasn't translating well. Her, her vision just did not translate well for her target demographic. And basically it turned out that, you know, it was, it was kind of an important, it was kind of an important lesson for her to learn. And that's that you have to build your website and your branding with your end user in mind. It's not necessarily what you think is looks cool or would be great. It's how is your end user going to, how are they going to use it and how are they going to, um, you know, go through your website and to, to kind of consume your content is, does it make sense? And in this case, it just, it just absolutely didn't make sense. And, and we ended up, keeping some of the new styles, but we toned everything down to where it, it was much more minimalist and, and much closer to her old site, just with a, a little bit of updated branding. And um, we kind of moved everything back to where it was, the, the navigation items. And very soon things went back to normal, but it was, it was really kind of an important, um, it was really kind of an important lesson for her and that, you know, Keeping up with the Joneses and updating your style to to fit a competitor is not always uh, the best way to go about it because you don't really know if that competitor has done their homework. I mean, that competitor may have never done their homework. They may just be, you know, throwing something against the wall, seeing if it sticks, seeing if it works, and, and that's their starting point. You know, don't don't ruin something that's working just because you you know you feel like it's not as as hip or as stylish. Um, as a new competitor, you know, there, there are sometimes, there are sometimes when it is necessary, particularly entire industry shifts, or if you start seeing, um, if you haven't updated your website and say, you know, 10 to 15 years, something like that. I mean, then you could definitely, you know, look to maybe make it a little more modern, a little more user-friendly. I mean, back in the, in the two thousands, uh, web design was not very user friendly and it was it was hideous i mean if you look at comparing pretty much any industry today to to web design back then it's just it did not have the end user in mind uh, when it was being built it was mainly just being built almost as a formality back then now it's it's absolutely a necessity to be online and, and to have information in a digestible format um, and, and occasionally, you know, like, like I mentioned, you'll see industry shifts. Now, anybody who's, who's been in uh, web design or branding for 
the last you know five to ten years knows that um, particularly if you work with any insurance clients about three or four years ago there was a big shift in the insurance industry because some usability studies came out that, that basically suggested that you know a, a growing part of their customer base that, that were going online to look at their websites was elderly which is also happens to be their most profitable section of people or section of customers and so um three or four years ago anybody that was in web designer branding and and took note of the studies that that had come out knows that most insurance websites the actual font increased the the kind of busyness of of the home pages and and things um died down quite a bit most insurance companies made it very simple and very easy to navigate their website. And it was it was a shift that was directly related to these usability studies that said, you know, well, older people are using your website, you know, you sh- that's who you should be designing for. And so, um, so sometimes you'll, you'll see an industry shift, in which case, obviously, you want to you want to heed that and, and update your website and, and definitely don't want to be an outlier in that regard. But um, this, this keeping up with the Joneses syndrome that, that so many, so many clients fall into. I mean, we, we probably um, deal with this with at least 50 to a hundred clients a year who basically want to revamp and completely update their website because some new competitor they think looks cooler than them. And most more often than not, it's it's a mistake and it can be done it can be done correctly if if you keep your end user in mind you can definitely revamp and redesign your website but i would never recommend a client just revamp their website simply based on a new flashy competitor and thinking that they need to copy that in order to stay relevant especially if they've been around for a while because your experience and, and you knowing what works for your website um, is is oftentimes oftentimes trumps any any new hip looking competitor and there's there's other ways too to get a competitive advantage i mean obviously dumping some money into digital marketing coming up with a strategy that way um, and, and the simple fact is too is is sometimes flashy just doesn't convert. I mean, we do we do a lot of work in my agency in the uh, fitness industry, and in the fitness industry, you see websites in all different all different styles, all different genres. I mean, there's most people don't realize that there's dozens of different genres in the fitness industry from you know people who are are all about like strength and performance, people who are aspiring to be like. Uh, get into the NFL, you know, there's the, there's the bodybuilding crowd. There's the, the fit mom crowd. There are a, a whole bunch of different, like, there's the crowd that, you know, they're, they're basically, um, there's entire fitness, uh, programs based around looking great naked. I mean, there are a, a number of different, um, sections. So it, within the fitness industry, you really, it really runs the gamut in terms of style and, we have some clients who put out the ugliest looking i mean they put out the ugliest looking landing pages and and i'm not saying that to be critical of them they know it and and they laugh to themselves at how well they convert but some of these landing pages and websites convert at like 30 to 40% it's insane 
But their competitors that are putting out super flashy stuff are getting, you know, maybe half a percent or 3% conversion rate. So oftentimes, like the simpler, more minimalist, even, you know, should I say ugly type designs convert at a much better clip. And it's it's really all about knowing your audience. I mean, this particular client who puts out these kind of famously ugly looking pages, I mean, he he's constantly running split tests. He's constantly asking for, uh, you know, asking his his customers for feedback, sending out surveys or anything. like he had he knows the pulse uh, of his target audience and he really exploits that. Um, whereas, you know, some, there's some other clients we have that don't quite have his level of success and, um, and they still know their, they still know their target audience, but their stuff tends to be much more, um, much more design heavy. So definitely the other end of the spectrum and they, they do well. I don't know that anybody quite does as well as he does, but you know, they, they know their audience, their audience tends to, you know, the ones that have the really heavy design and the really flashy graphics and effects, um, their, their target audience tends to be younger, um, more techie types. And so that can work well too. So, um, the, the main, the main thing that I, that I want to get across in this episode is that, you know, you should know your audience and really spend a decent amount of time getting to know, uh, you know, getting to know your audience on on a very um, granular level. I mean, whenever we work with with a client, I mean, one of the things that we do when we're going to do any sort of marketing for them is really create kind of a customer persona. And most of the times we'll even give it a name. Like if we were working with somebody who had a gym, you know, it might be Tim, the the gym member. And, you know, like we, we talk about like how old he is, you know, what does he do? What does he do for a job? Um, you know, what are his, his likes, dislikes? And most of the time, anybody who's been in their job for, you know, say three to five, 10 years. I mean, if you're a startup, it's a little bit more difficult because a lot of that is, is market research type stuff. But anybody who's had a business for, you know, five or five or 10 years can really kind of paint this picture of exactly who they are and we can actually like narrow it down to the point where we can give it a name and we can kind of do our marketing around that and it's it's really knowing your audience and and knowing how your audience is likely to take um a redesign or a branding reposition should really trump anything else just just please please never get caught up and try not to ever get caught up in this keeping up with the Joneses syndrome, because it's really, it's easy to become envious and it's easy to, you know, really kind of feel like your website, well, sucks. I mean, that's, that's what a lot of people come to us and say, like my website sucks compared to them. Like, how do I, you know, how am I ever going to compete? And the fact is, is there's a lot more to it than, than how, than the effects your website has or, or how cool it looks. I mean, there's, there's just a lot more that goes into it and into having a successful brand and, and having a successful website. And so, um, I, I think that kind of, kind of wraps up, uh, today's episode, but, uh, yeah, definitely important to keep in mind and important to, um, to go over, um, as, as you look at any sort of a major change to your website. So, um, ho- hopefully today's episode was, was informative and, and definitely gave you some things to think about because it's, you, you don't always, you don't always need to make full sale, full sale changes, uh, to, to make some, a positive impact in your business. So sometimes all you need is just tweaks here and there, but 
don't uh, don't let a competitor force you into making changes just because you you feel like your website might be inferior to them. There's there's usually a, a good way to go about it that um, doesn't alienate your your current client base and definitely sets you up for success. So uh, with that being said, I think uh, we'll end the episode and uh, thank you for for listening and I look forward to having you on next time. Bye for now.